Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Flourishing Workplace podcast. Today, we are thrilled to have Dr. Wayne Hammond, who has co-created with us the Flourishing Workplace. And Wayne, we're thrilled to have you. Abe, Abe, why don't you introduce our listeners to Dr. Wayne? Yeah, for sure. It's my pleasure. Um, I'm happy to consider Dr. Wayne a friend. And uh, Dr. Wayne, you know, you and I have known each other for, I'm going to say almost 10 years now. And I've just yeah. been so impressed, you know, with your integrity, uh, with your, obviously your level of expertise and uh, both, both with people and science and data and, uh, and, and really just your care. You know, it's interesting because, um, you know, sometimes you can see somebody who's a, an accomplished professional and academic like yourself and 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 you wonder like is it is it all from the head or is it from the heart and i can feel with you you know that it's from the heart and so thank you for taking your time uh with us today um you know from a formal perspective and we'll put all of this in the link uh, but dr wayne is a is a phd uh clinical psychologist and also uh you know is a, a professor uh you know has taught in, in several universities and uh now uh, is a founding um, a partner in Flourishing Life Technologies. And these are this is one of the leading companies that has the ability to sort of measure our capacity to flourish and to give us the tools that we as individuals and in the workplace need uh, so that we can live a flourishing life. So I guess that brings me to our first question, Dr. Wayne, and that's this. How did you start, you know, in this whole concept of, of flourishing? You know, what, and maybe just tell us about that because, Maybe there's some folks who might not really understand what that means. Is that just a nice term or is there something to it? Yeah, well, no, first of all, I just want to thank you so much for the opportunity just to share some ideas and to be with friends. Um, yeah, uh, in many ways, my embracement of flourishing or the concept of flourishing is really a reflection of a life journey. Uh, you know, when I was originally trained as a clinical psychologist, we were sort of taught that when people experience challenges, or if you're looking for new ways of doing things, you kind of focus on maybe what you're doing wrong. And uh, you know what I found out very quickly working with people and organizations is that the starting point uh, can be about change, but it shouldn't be about what's wrong. It tends to leave a stigma with people that we're messing up. Therefore, they've got a mindset, and oftentimes it's then more based in fear of why am I not doing what I should do, or you have expectations that I may not know, understand how to reach. So uh, in my journey, I move more to this idea of uh, that people do have strengths. Every organization has strengths. And if we actually start the exploration of what's right about us, what we do well already, and what we do, and then, if, then the change process isn't so much whether it's right or wrong, it's more about adapting. It's more about building on what you do well and more of it, but then maybe tweaking areas that uh, you can do better or possibly thinking about what you might let go of and actually introduce new ideas. So it's much more of a kind of a positive, proactive approach that has this belief that everybody's amazing and that it's a matter of a journey of discovering that and then finding appropriate ways to apply those strengths. And so I moved to this concept of flourishing uh, because flourishing, in my mind, is the ultimate goal of an organization or an individual. Um, even as a parent, do I flourish as a parent? And it doesn't mean that we don't experience challenges or we don't experience bumps and bruises, so-called, of life as we go through it. It just means that we have a different mindset towards it. We actually see those bumps <clears throat> as opportunities to get better at what we do. 
or to discover more about who we are and what our strengths are, and therefore the opportunity to apply it. So as I put that into practice as a clinical psychologist and working with organizations, I saw a, a profound transformation where people felt more connected to the vision of the organization or to their own goals or sense of purpose, which then actually increased their capacity to perform and actually realize those goals in positive ways. I think that's such a refreshing approach in workplaces that often say, work on your weaknesses. What are you not yeah. good at? And, and yeah. how you, you use curiosity and, and moving forward in, in those strengths. I think that's just such a refreshing approach. And Dr. Wayne, I'm wondering, when it comes to what you see in the workplace, like what are some of the things that you're noticing um, in the workplace? What are some of the greatest needs or what's missing in regards to creating this type of flourishing? Yeah, well, I think there's, a, <clears throat> there's some interesting, I think, changes happening in the industry. Um, uh, organizations are realizing that what they do today is going to have to be different tomorrow because everything is changing at such a quick speed. And, uh, and so therefore the needs of clients or the needs of whoever they're serving is evolving and changing. So therefore there's a need for them to be on that same track. How do we uh, determine what is a product or a service or a way of connecting with our clients that's much more effective or meaningful to our clients? And in organizations too, I think there's a real switch to this idea that your employees are not just hired guns. They're not hired expertise. They're actually your most important asset because they're the connection to your client. They're the connection to the creativity. They're the, they're the connection to the story that you need to respond to. And so by enhancing your greatest asset, you then position yourself to be in a much more effective uh, place, not only around quality control of your products, but also your atmosphere that your employees are engaging in. So this is not only just about meeting the needs of your clients in a much more proactive, effective way, but it's also about maintaining your workforce that where they feel like, hey, I go to work because I'm excited about who I'm working with. I'm excited about the things that we're engaged in. And therefore, your retention rates, your positive well-being rates are incredibly high because uh, it's, it's not a work environment that drains them or stigmatizes or, you know, you're giving your employees an opportunity to be the best version of themselves. And that includes the idea that, hey, you got to give them permission to make mistakes or to discover those new strengths they never thought about before. Because when they're engaged at that level, then you really don't have to worry about the product at the end of the day, because the product will come as a natural byproduct of actually how you support your staff. Um, so I, I actually think, you know, we, there's that Peter principle out there that if you keep doing the same thing for the solution of tomorrow that you felt was effective today, you'll be out of business soon. And this is always about evolving who you are, because maybe the product you're creating today is going to be very different in five years or two years, uh, just because of the way things are evolving. And you want a staff that are kind of in tune with that story, listening to it, and bringing their full capacity and commitment to it. Wow, that's awesome. So when you look at the workplace today, and, and, and you know, there's, there's uh, obviously uh, COVID-19 has changed I think the way we work and maybe some of that's, you know, not a bad thing. Um, but, you know, there's no doubt that we still have a lot of diversity in the workplace. Um, we have, uh, you know, increasing pressures uh, from different uh, age groups or generations in the workplace. And 
you know, I think some of those dynamics aren't, aren't going to change and, and that's okay. Right. Um, but what do you feel is missing right now in a lot of workplaces that, that the flourishing framework uh, could, could sort of uh, yeah. help fill? Right. I mean, there's a couple of things I think that people should give consideration to. Um, I, I just finished a project where I was looking at the degree to which employees were feeling connected to their organization. So even though COVID has come in and created a different work environment where people are working from home, the level of connection to the company was really high because the company took steps to make sure that their employees were being listened to, that they were being asked questions about how they're doing and how's your family doing. And so the employees felt uh, or communicated in, in the results that um, they actually felt like their work environment or their employers or whoever that might be actually cared for them. And where they're living in an environment where they don't feel cared for, they're feeling like, hey, this is a chaotic, dangerous world out there. But this idea of, hey, my, my employee cares about me and is looking after me and is asking questions. So that, that really created a strong connection. And when we actually measured the results of how they were doing pre-COVID to where they were doing in COVID, the, actual, the results were the same. Because I think the, the results were sort of looking at, well, they're probably going to be more stressed. They're going to probably be more fearful. But that wasn't the case. Uh, the other is, is that um, COVID has actually introduced an opportunity for people to be inspired, not depressed. It's, it's about creativity. It's about innovation. How do we actually adapt with these new changes to accomplish what we were desiring to do, but in a more innovative, creative way? And so when you're actually promoting your employees to think outside the box or try different things, what they're starting to feel is, oh, I'm, I'm critical to the success of this organization. It's not so much whether I'm sitting at a desk at the office, it's more about are they giving me permission to be part of a process that actually we're innovating and changing the way we're doing things and we're gonna be a much better organization as a result of this as opposed to it wiped us off the face of the earth concept, <laughs> which a lot of people are sort of feeling. Um, so there's that connection, there's that ins inspiration component and then the other is, is that organizations need to, in changing time, still stick with what do we do well and how could we do it better? So right. therefore, it's about identifying the strengths of your employees and giving them permission to try those strengths in new different ways, but then to try things that might discover new strengths. And so um, bottom line, I'm, I'm a big believer in the idea that if you empower your employees, irrespective of the circumstances around them, they will rise to the challenge because this is about flourishing. And uh, probably my final thought on this is, don't try to train your staff out of COVID. It's not about hard skills. It's about soft skills. It's about developing their ability to be critical thinkers, to be team players. To, these soft skills in the research, which is critical to flourishing, has been identified as the most predictive indicator of success. So you need to know a way of how to measure the soft skills of your employees, along with their personal confidence, around with how you connect with them. Because uh, I can train a person to be a great programmer, but if he doesn't believe in himself, if he doesn't feel empowered, if he doesn't feel connected to the vision of the organization, he may program something you never intended, as opposed to programming what is actually going to get this, the organization to realizing and fulfilling their goal and vision. So true. So true. And this is, you know, if you're uh, an employer, an entrepreneur, or even an employee listening to this, I don't know about you, but I just feel so refreshed by this perspective. And 
wondering where Dr. Wayne was 20 years ago, because this is, honestly, I think what you're saying here is so true that we cannot move forward without these skills. Um, Abe, we've been working on a really fun project with Dr. Wayne. I wonder, I wonder if we could chat a little bit about that. I want to pass it over to Abe to kind of start that conversation. Yeah, for sure. So we, uh, you know, obviously, um, you know, are all, you know, sort of true believers <laughs> in this idea that it's not about what's wrong with people, uh, but it's about what's right with them. And, and, and how do we build on their strengths and in order to create an environment where we can flourish together? And, you know, in the workplace, uh, you know, we do spend, uh, you know, even if we're offsite uh, through something like COVID, we're still spending the majority of our waking hours, quote unquote, on the job. And so how that, uh, you know, workplace operates matters to my mental health, to my uh, social health, and according to the research, even to my physical health. And so, you know, uh, what uh, Flourishing Workplace does is provides tools uh, for those who are a part of a team, uh, be it in a for-profit or a nonprofit, to build a workplace where people flourish. And what we tell people is that the flourishing framework allows them to create a workplace that is positive, uh, that's productive, and that's profitable. And all three of those things are critically important. You know, profitable is important so that the business can be sustainable. And if you're in a nonprofit space, obviously, uh, you know, you need to be sustainable so that you can keep on going. And so, you know, Dr. Wayne, I guess sort of, you know, back to you in terms of this uh, flourishing uh, workplace course. Uh, and, and if you're out there and you're listening to this and you want some info, you can go to flourishingworkplace.com. Um, you know, how do you feel that this new offering, this new sort of entrance, uh, entry into the market could, could sort of change the game for, you know, organizations, be they for-profit or not-for-profit? Yeah, uh, you know, in, in some ways, and, and maybe this is a bold statement, but um, I think the idea that if if you're going to if you're going to enhance your productivity, your vision, your goals, whether you're nonprofit or over, the idea of building into your employees is so critical, um, and, and the idea of trying to educate them out of whatever it is you want them to change towards is not going to work. Historically, we've just seen that. Whereas if you develop your employees from the inside out, and I oftentimes talk about this journey, is that your employees need to feel an internal motivation to commit 110% to everything they do. They need to have a belief that they can make decisions and change their environment. They need to have a belief that they are important to the success of their team, their organization, whatever they're doing. And they don't learn that through a textbook. They learn that through experience. It's by the language of the leaders. It's by the language of their team players. It's the philosophy and the way of thinking. It's the mindset of the organization that's going to create that culture and, and, and internal influence. And again, I go back to the idea that if you look at your employees holistically, professionally and professionally, that this is about how do we hear their story? How do we understand that story? And then how do we respond and build that story? And that's what these workshops are about. So in comp in, in sort of in, as a complement to these amazing workshops that you've created that invite people into a mindset of how to think about themselves, how to respond to challenges, how to, um, how to build upon opportunities, um, which I think every challenge is, um, that there's also a way to hear that story 
that's personal to every employee because every employee is on their own journey. Every employee has experiences that have brought them to this point in life. And it's not about the employer having to be a therapist and figure this all out. But we do now have a way through working with you. How do employees maybe talk about where they're at in their journey? What strengths they bring to the game that the employer can say, well, then I need to create opportunities for you. Or to the employee to say, you know, there here's some areas that I'm not as familiar with, but I would like to learn more about. So they're, they're coming with an, a mindset of thriving. They want to be part of something that's positive and successful. And they're moving away from that surviving mindset or that protecting mindset that we oftentimes find ourselves in. And as I listen to people respond to COVID, that's where they're stuck. And if you're stuck there, you're not going to fare very well at the end of the day. So organizations can create a culture and an influence that invites their, their employees to thrive. And this, these workshops are tools that the, the organization can draw upon and introduce their employees to that actually creates the ultimate probability that the, these employees are going to be amazing. They just need to discover it. And that's the exciting part about flourishing. These employees are going to be amazing. Imagine you could say that today, you know, no matter where you are, if you're driving or you're at the gym or you're sitting down today, just saying my employees are going to be amazing or yeah. I am going to have an amazing day at work. I'm going to focus on my strengths. This is so empowering, Dr. Wayne. And we have just loved working with you on this project to bring a real tangible answer to where businesses are at right now. And um, I think that this has been amazing to have you on here. Dr. Wayne, how can people reach you if they want to reach out to you directly? Oh, uh, yeah, basically uh, through an email, info at flourishinglife.com. Wonderful. Uh, info at flourishinglife.com. That's how right. you can get a hold of Dr. Wayne. Uh, Abe, yeah. any closing thoughts? You know, uh, Dr. Wayne, we're, we're really grateful for you taking some time to just talk to us today. And, mm -hmm. and, and um, you know, I think as we do close, uh, you know, folks, please do reach out to Dr. Wayne and also do consider stopping by flourishingworkplace.com mm -hmm. and checking out that resource that's available there. And, uh, you know, let us help you uh, build the kind of workplace where people can thrive, a place where, you know, people are accepted, where, they're, where they belong. Uh, a place where it's positive and productive and profitable. Awesome. Wonderful. Well, thank you again, Dr. Wayne. And for everyone, oh, stay pleasure. tuned for podcast three next week. <laughs> Have a great week, everyone. Good for you. Been a pleasure. Thank you.